Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and this is Your Strata Property. Ailey Brutman has been involved in the strata sector for over 25 years and she is currently the Director of Strata and Real Estate Services at Economos Chartered Accountants. Ailey is actively involved in the New South Wales strata community and many of you will know her name and her face, if not her voice, Working in national agencies, Ailey has broadened her skills over the years from accounting and administrative areas to focusing on training, compliance, business operations and process improvement. Today, I am absolutely delighted to welcome Ailey Brutman of Economos. Welcome, Ailey. Thank you, Amanda. Lovely to have you. Now, I said 25 years, so that means that you must have started when you were about 12. So good on you, child uh, prodigy of Strata. Yeah, I, I think I started at about five. I usually <laughs> tell the story that I was folding levy notices under the dining table. So family in the business, so I you love have no choice. Yeah, <laughs> tell me. So your dad was involved way back when. Tell me about that because that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, so back in, I think it was about 1980, they're writing the story of the history of Strata at the moment. So before there was SCA, they were the Institute of Strata Title Management, Mm -hmm. and he was on the founding board there. So, you know, it's a genetic passion that we have (laughs) about keeping Strata professional and making sure that people know what we do and differentiating us from real estate, really. Yeah, awesome. I I love hearing about when people are looking into that history of Strata and Strata in New South Wales, who the personalities were, who the founding fathers, there's a few women in there too. So I'd be really interested in that uh, book when it comes out. Make sure you let us know about that. Yeah, I think uh, SCA's got someone writing. I think it's about 2020 they should get it out, you know. Everyone's pulling out their old photos at the moment. Oh, cool. <laughs> the those, founding fathers, yeah. Those will be a bit scary. <laughs> they Looking are. forward to it. <laughs> All right, now we're here today to have a chat about audits and the framework here, Ailey, is let's make audits sexy. <laughs> Can you do that for me? (laughs) Strata audits. (laughs) I can give it a go. (laughs) Now, we now have this concept of mandatory audits under the new Strata Schemes Management Act here in New South Wales. Can you tell us a bit about what that means? We've always had the mandatory audits for the large schemes, which most people who live in a large scheme, 100 units or more, would know about. Mm -hmm. And that's always been just making sure that an independent third party is having a look at those financials, making sure everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the spirit of the legislation is the way I like to refer to it, is they're trying to say anyone that's handling or dealing with a lot of money, and a lot of money is defined with a number in the legislation in the regs, anyone that's dealing with a lot of money should have someone else checking that. So the way the mandatory calculation works is the simple way of calculating it is however much money you have at the beginning of the year in your bank account, plus your levies raised, plus any other income you might receive, if that's $250,000 or more, then you have to have an audit. So some buildings out there have half a million dollars in their capital works funds well, you don't even need to think about that. You know you need to have an audit. Mm. And it's really just making sure that an independent set of eyes is looking at not only 
the way the money's handled, but the processes that the manager is undertaking. Mm. Make sure that, you know, everything's actually running properly in the building. And do you find in your day-to-day experience, Alien, I'm not sure if you're directly involved with audits at Economos or, or not, but are buildings having audits carried out even though they may not be required to under the legislation? Are they doing that as a matter of best practice anyway? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that generally it comes from the manager themselves. So some strata managers will always encourage anyone with about 12 units or more Mm. to have an audit because the smaller buildings, in reality, we know anyone that's carrying out audits, if it's a small building, there's not actually a lot to look at, but it's just giving the owners the reassurance Mm. that everything is okay. Mm. It also... A lot of people are spending millions of dollars on apartments now. It's yep. not like they're certainly not the second class living that some people used to think they were 50 years ago or 40 years ago. Mm. So people are spending a very large amount of money on these properties and they're not really protecting their investment. Mm. So even just to say, you know, if it's $50 a year an owner has to contribute, mm. you know, you're talking a four or $500 audit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just expensive. making sure that everything's okay. That's right. And when people are doing strata inspections, yes. they're often looking to see has this building been audited? Even if they're not doing it every year, maybe a building might elect to say, okay, every two years we'll have an independent auditor come in and look at it. And good protection for the strata manager themselves, I would think, that even though you might not be required to, you're recommending this audit, having it carried out. If you do get some uh, disgruntled perhaps lot owner or committee member who thinks maybe their funds haven't been spent the way they should have been or or were told they were going to be, then the strata manager has the protection of that audit. And I think for that reason, it's good idea also. Absolutely. And I think strata managers have their expertise in strata management, in people management, in running meetings, And but strata managers can't be everything to everyone. Mm. And not every firm has a CPA employed sure. and, and has a qualified accountant. Not that you need to have a qualified accountant to be looking after day-to-day strata work, but just to have somebody external who is actually a specialist in that area once a year or once every second year if they don't need to have them it gives more reassurance to the owners as well as to the manager and to the committee not every committee is that heavily involved they don't necessarily know what they need to ask Mm. and it means that they can feel a little bit more comfortable when they're going to the AGM Mm. and presenting the account yeah Absolutely. Now, I will put a link to that relevant section of the Act that you were talking about there, Ailey, so that buildings who are interested in that definition of whether or not they should be getting a mandatory audit can click through and have a look at that. Now, what does a strata auditor actually do? What are they looking at? What do they produce for their 500 bucks? Okay. So what has to be done in an audit and what can be done in an audit are two quite varying things. So the minimum requirement is somebody's going to go to the minutes. They're going to check that, first of all, they're supposed to do the audit. They're going to make sure the manager has been appointed. They're going to check the agreement and they're going to make sure the levies have been raised in accordance with the meeting. Mm -hmm. They'll also look through the expenses. Now, no auditor in the strata world, checks every invoice. And that's not what they're for. And it's not a matter of looking for fraud either Mm. because at the end of the day, you can't follow money all the way down the line. So what an auditor is typically looking for is best practice, best handling of those funds. We also give a second look, make sure that the funds that have been spent out of admin funds are administrative costs Mm. and they shouldn't be coming out of the capital works funds. 
We check contracts as well. So mm -hmm. when we're doing it, we'll go in, we'll get a copy of the Capital Works Fund Assessment mm -hmm. and we'll make sure that those levies are being raised or at least suggested to the owners at the right level. Mm. It's it's not a matter of qualifying an audit report. It's a matter of making sure that the building's running the best way that it can. Mm. So as I said, so if there's a contract that's coming up, sometimes a manager can just miss something. Yeah. You know, they're just human. They they don't have a hundred percent systems. Nobody really does. So, you know, and we look at insurance claims, make sure there haven't been any long ones outstanding mm. and just make sure that just another set of eyes, as I said, that's outside of the existing management. Mm, that's good to know. I didn't actually realise yep. that you guys were going to, to that depth when you're looking at the records, looking at contracts yep. and, and insurance claims and things like that. So mm, interesting. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there are a very large scope of audits. You can do in a very small building, you're not really going to have many contracts. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, at the moment we're doing some interesting large buildings. So they're brand new buildings, first year out, they're in a BMC. And yeah. once you start looking at those building management committees and mixed use buildings, they really get quite interesting. Mm. And I know people don't think audits are ever interesting, <laughs> but they really can be. You know? <laughs> at least you have a look at the management statements. And so we're also doing those sorts of things and making sure the funds are being spent properly. Yeah. Can you share any interesting stories, anything you might have come across in an audit or your colleagues have come across that was a bit unusual or out there? Or I, I wouldn't say unusual. Well, unusual in the fact that I'm always quite entertained, I guess, when you see some of the costs that some people think that they should be claiming. Oh, yes. There are some committees, and without a doubt, we know a building cannot run effectively without a good committee. But I'm thinking once an honorarium is a greater fee than is being paid to anyone else, ah. including to a manager. But mm. if owners pass it, yep. then it's the owner's prerogative. Yeah, and we understand that. But it's an unusual one that I don't see a lot of. Yeah. So when I do see honorariums, I'm I'm always interested to talk to the manager and say, well, what are they doing for their honorarium? Mm. And often it's the manager not doing much mm. except keeping records and they've basically have very little delegation. It's uh, mm, They've shifted a lot of that um, or I suppose I should say they've engaged the manager perhaps to do the bare minimum and they're happy doing the grunt work. Fair enough. Yeah, and when there are major works, yeah. there are sometimes there's an engineer that's on the committee yeah, and that sure. engineer says, I can do this job and everyone's happy with it and yep. large amounts. But okay. it's all above board and yeah, we just... Sometimes it's just a bit surprising because it just doesn't happen every day. Yeah, exactly. And a lot yeah. of um, a lot of buildings forget that they do have that option to resolve to pay an honorarium to their committee members. And perhaps if more people realise that that was a possibility, you might get um, some more hands <laughs> going up at the meeting to join the committee. That's right. As long as you know the most difficult committees are, you don't want an extrata manager as your chairman. You don't want an accountant as lawyer. your treasurer. You don't want a strata lawyer. <laughs> you, retired you don't judge. want a lawyer there. That's right. <laughs> All these people. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> yeah. Now, what are some common audit problems that you've noticed people face when it comes to this issue in strata, and and what's worked in terms of overcoming those problems? I think the easiest things to overcome are the ones that I actually see most often, which is offices that don't have documented internal processes for what they do, for example, at the end of every month. Mm -hmm. So we'll go in and we'll do an audit and we say, we need these required documents. And some of the documents are very basic documents, but they haven't been routinely saving them mm. 
either in their document management system or even filing them manually, mm. and they're not able to get us those documentation. And this is, just to be clear, this is the strata management company that's not that's right. filing this yeah. material. Yeah, that's right. So they have access to generating reports. Things like a bank reconciliation at the end of every month is a very boring, straightforward report that every software system on the planet generates. Mm. But a lot of people don't know that, oh, I should be saving one of those. So sometimes people just are having to go back and look at their processes for every building as opposed to an individual Mm. issue, you Mm. know. I think managers generally are careful when they're looking after trust accounts because they know that trust account, by definition, (laughs) they are being trusted to hold on to someone else's money. So they are being careful when they're allocating it. They're looking for approval from the committee for large amounts But it's the internal day-to-day things that they seem to forget about because they're so engrossed in the management of the building itself Mm. that sometimes they leave the business behind. Yeah, it's interesting. It comes up quite a bit on the podcast and and questions that members inside my online forum ask regularly about accessing documents that their strata manager holds or should hold, attempting to access those documents and finding that they're not there or they're not in the right place so they can't be found. And it's a real concern. And I hadn't really considered it from the audit perspective, but that's pretty serious. If you're you're conducting an audit, you want to be able to trace this transaction, find out why money's been spent where it has been, and you can't get that document from the strata manager. Yeah, that's right. But the good news is there's always somewhere else to go for it. So audit is about validation against third-party information as well. So if we need information, you can always go to a bank. You can always, if we don't have an invoice, sometimes invoices go astray. They've been paid. They're very legitimate invoices. So we go to the contractor Mm. and they're able to give them to us. So Mm. it's not that the strata manager creates the information. It's just sometimes they're not great at locating it. In regard to accessing documents, I think that a lot of managers are getting really good at sharing that information now. A lot of people have these portals and whether it's financial information that people can get or whether it's copies of the bylaws, certificates of title, anything like that, Mm. a lot of people now have access to that. And I think it's it's getting better and better. Mm. You know, in my previous life, I was back in the software world and it was always astounding to me how few managers actually use live portals and yep. other people that I know have spoken on the podcast from a software background have mentioned that. Mm. And, you know, it's been a good 10 years that portals have been around and you've probably still not even have 50% of agencies yep. that are using it. But I always say it's for the owners to ask. Yes. You know, I'm an owner and I consistently, I will say, asked my manager for access on the portal Mm. and they were actually a client of mine Mm. and they eventually they launched the portals and now they get less questions from me and everybody else. So once they're past the fear, (laughs) sometimes a bit of fear that's of change and what happens if there's a problem, it's okay Mm. because we're all human and everything gets picked up and it's okay. Yeah. And I do see that as well. The market driving the change, owners becoming increasingly well-educated, being able to jump on Google and find out information, the kind of information that we have on the podcast and on the websites that we have. And then in turn, educating their strata managers and saying, look, hey, this is an opportunity that's out here, an option to increase value in our building, to improve the way we do things. I'd really like you to implement that. And strata managers taking that up and saying, well, I want to keep working with this building and buildings like this, then it's time to start embracing these technologies, which is great. 
Absolutely, yeah. Now, some quick wins, Ailey. We like to talk about this on the podcast. What can our listeners do to perhaps improve their experience of auditing or to make your job easier when it comes to audit time? What kind of things should they be doing or perhaps their strata managers be doing to help smooth that process? Well, I always say from an owner's perspective, I always say get involved. (laughs) So if you're on the committee and you're being sent six monthly a set of accounts, have a look at them. Mm. Don't wait until the AGM. If you have a query, you can ask. You know, If you have access to online accounts, just review them every so often and then it's not such a surprise Mm. because they're not complicated and I know a lot of people get afraid of accounts and they say, oh, but I don't understand a balance sheet. You don't have to understand where it came from, Mm. but you know that when it says you've got this much cash or you owe people this much money, you know what that means fundamentally. So I'd always say get involved as an owner, even if you're not on the committee, Mm. show an active interest in your building and in their financials and don't be afraid to ask. Don't wait until the AGM to ask the question because the manager needs to prepare the answer. Mm. They don't know everything about your building in their head. So a lot of people will put on their agendas, please send through queries, you know, within 48 hours prior to the meeting. They do that because they want to have the answer for you, not because you know, they're not trying to be difficult. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, they just want to be more prepared. And the more notice you give them, the easier it's going to be for them. Yeah, absolutely. As far as the managers are concerned is I think just I'm a bit obsessive about process and anyone that's ever worked with me knows that I've always got a process document that will always refer back to an infographic that I have Great. that explains what I do and So from a manager's point of view, look at what you're doing every day and sort of review things. Mm -hmm. Don't just let things go and go and go. And if you're having a lot of people have different auditors come into their company, you know, that people don't necessarily just use one audit firm, sort of listen to other people that are coming in. Strata searchers give a lot of information back to managers. They often will tell you maybe where things aren't as easy to find. Mm. You know, don't take it as criticism Mm. is what I will say, you know. Nobody can work it all out themselves and take that feedback and just maybe review some internal processes you're having Mm. and make sure you're saving all the key documents you need to save. We've just finished the run of statutory auditing, Mm -hmm. which we do in New South Wales as part of their licensing. Everybody has to have a statutory audit. And the number of people that just don't have the monthly sign-offs and, well, they have them, but one month is saved in one place and one month is saved in another. Mm. Just consider it now. Yeah. Is that statutory auditing under the Property Stock and Business Agents Act for licensed agents? Is that what that's about? Yes, that's correct. So in the past, you used to have to do it, lodge it with fair trading. Mm -hmm. Now it's a matter of it has to be done, but only if there's an issue and a qualification does it actually have to be lodged with um, fair trading. But obviously everyone still has to have it done. Yeah, similar to lawyers, I suppose. We have the trust account inspection uh, every year and gets reported off to the Law Society to look at all of our trust funds and making sure that they're all above board. So that's uh, reassuring for lot owners to know that that's happening. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Excellent. Now, Ailey, I usually ask a question about the book that's had the greatest impact on you. Do you have something coming to mind? Okay, so I've got one that's um, just straight out of university. So that is The Wealth of Nations. Mm -hmm. I studied economics at uni. Adam (laughs) Smith, phenomenal writer, a phenomenal economist. Mm. And that was probably one of my first books that I read. It's probably in a year 11 before I went off to uni then. And I love it. And I've still got it on my shelf and my children think it's hysterical (laughs) because 
I don't appear to be much of an accountant or an economist, but I am. <laughs> I am. Lovely. I just don't look that way. But the other one, because I don't have a lot of patience, but I love good books, is Animal Farm. Uh-huh. So Animal Farm for me is uh, it's every environment and everyone that I know. You can always look at it and say, I know who which which character is which person in it. you know. George Orwell's quite an amazing man. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Oh, well, I'm going to be at the next uh, SCA conference or any other strata conference that we attend. I'm going to go stand with you and you can point out the characters for me. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. It's a little bit more interesting than the wealth of nations, but so be it. (laughs) Good on you. All right, Ailey. Now, before we wrap up, how do our listeners find out more about you and is there anything else you want to add? Okay, so I don't think I have much else to add, (laughs) but uh, they can certainly find me in the usual places. So our website, I'm sure the link will be on the podcast, mm-hmm. is economos.com.au. Yep. And I'm also on LinkedIn. So anyone can find me there, just Ailey Brutman. My link can be up there as well. Yep. And otherwise, at any Strata event ever, I should be there. You are. And we love you. Absolutely. I love it too. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with us today, Ailey. And okay. uh, we will definitely have you back. You have so much knowledge from all of your experience in the sector. Uh, we always look forward to what you're doing next. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you again. Great. Look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today? today?